You're listening to Inside the Athletic Mind with your hosts, Taylor Cook, Lauren Williams, and Margaret Jennings. Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Athletic Mind, where we dig deep and shed light on the mental side of sports for female athletes and coaches by having open conversations about mental health, mindset, and performance. All right. right. Feels so good to be back in the room with everybody. I feel like it's been years. It's been so long. Updates. Lou, MJ, how are you you guys doing? No, doing good. Uh, living through like selling a house and renovating a house is a little insane. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just talking to you about that, like missing out on getting some good quality, like outside time and like you MJ actually being able to recharge on the weekends doesn't seem to be a thing right now, but like it's, uh, it's good. It's, it's on one hand, really rewarding work, but like ripping out carpets and floorboards and baseboards is Oh, and um, tearing down wallpaper can go on my list of things that I will probably never do again because it's wallpaper. Miserable. Well, you probably wallpaper. never do it again because all the houses that are modern do not have wallpaper. No, so. no. Wallpaper's coming back. That's the terrifying no, thing. People no. are putting wallpaper on ceilings again. I don't understand what's wrong with... It's like they want to make more work for themselves. I don't know, but I won't be doing it. Anywho. Oh, God. That's pain to listen to. Okay. Yeah. MJ with a big yawn trying to recover from the weekend oh, of fun fair. Just coaching in the week and keeping my kids alive on the weekends. That's pretty much it. <laughs> that's the name of the game, isn't it? Sorry, that's that. Yeah, I know. Well, that's what like, happens oh. when you have kids that are in school. During the week, it's the school that has to keep them alive, but on the weekend, it's yeah. you guys. That's well, pretty reasonable, actually. Substantially diminished on weekdays. Yeah, mm-hmm. our windows are a lot smaller. Yeah. Weekend, it's like full man-on-man defense with the two, <laughs> so pretty fun. Mm. Well, before we dive into today's episode, we got to kick it off with a little bit of sad, sad news here. So our beloved MJ, she's stepping fully into the executive business leadership space and this will be her uh last hosting episode with us we'll probably bring her back on for some other fun and shenanigans in the future i hope but uh mj is leaving us for a little while yes thanks for having me thanks for uh letting me hang out with the young gal pals for a bit as the cool mom Now I have to fully transition into adulthood. Uh, I do have two kids, so it's probably about time. But yeah, no, it's, yeah. I mean, I'm so excited for both of you to work in this space. You're incredibly passionate about sports. I'm still passionate about it, but I've found a new passion that leads me a little bit more into the executive direction, but I will be tuning in every week to listen to you two and your hilarity and your good (laughs) advice. We're going to miss out on our uh, our DJ, though. No more Enya. No more singing songs. Yeah, Somebody has to pick her. up the slack. And then it's probably not going to be me, Lauren. Sorry. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> um, actually, don't take that, Lauren, because when we were on our team retreat, we learned that Taylor actually has a phenomenal singing voice. Oh. 
yeah. we're trying to keep that under wraps there. Cat is out of the bag. You can't put it back in. I know. That's it. We'll right, post right, the right, video right. on social so everyone can hear her angelic voice. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see about that. We'll see about that. All right. Well, in light of that sad news, we wanted to put together a more fun and exciting and just kind of funny story episode today. And we're talking about travel stories. Um, when in sports, when you're on the road, all that fun shenanigans, I'm sure both of you have had your fair amount of traveling, um, with your sport. So yeah, let's, uh, let's kick it off here. Who would like to start with their travel story? Well, Taylor, honestly, I think that you can kick us off with your most recent because she's got a whole planes, trains, and automobiles story going on, oh. and I think we all need to hear. <laughs> it's a nightmare. It was literally a nightmare. I mean, anybody that's in Canada knows how god-awful the Toronto Pearson Airport is right now. Um, Ryan Whitney just posted on Spin Chiplets about it. He, was, he explained his story on the podcast this past week, and oh my god, it was a nightmare. Um, and ours was just as just as bad of a nightmare as his was, except ours took place in Germany and not in Canada. So try and make this as like short as possible. But for context, we live in the north of Germany. Um, it's very far away from any place that's down south. Like it's like a 10 hour drive to get to like a major uh, city in the south, like Munich or, or Frankfurt or something like that. Um, but the closest major airport for us is two hours away. So we booked our flight originally to go from Hamburg to Frankfurt and then Frankfurt over to Canada, into Toronto rather. So we're flying out. I think it was like Friday morning we're flying out and I woke up like 6.30. We were going to take the train. It was like two hour train to get to the airport. And when I woke up, I checked my email. Thank God. And an hour before I'd received an email from the airline saying that my flight was canceled. My like my flight from Hamburg to Frankfurt was canceled. Mm -hmm. There was no following updates. There was no other email that I got, no call this number and figured it out. So I was like, okay, well, this is like super stressful because if we don't make it to Frankfurt, then we're not going to make it to our connection. And then we're not going to make it home. Right. Try not to stress on the way there. Got there. Talked with the lady at the, the check-in desk and she was like, yeah, what we're going to do, which we're just going to reroute you through Munich instead. So I'm thinking, great. Munich's major airport, like everything will be fine. We'll get there and we'll go. It's great. No, not so fine. <laughs> so um, our, our flight was originally supposed to be Hamburg to Frankfurt at 12 o'clock. We got switched from Hamburg to Munich at 1245. So we had like an extra, I don't know, like two and a half hours left to kill at the airport, which is fine. 1245 rolls around and our flight was delayed. Didn't say that it was delayed on the screen. They just kept changing our gate. So we got changed from like, I think it was like C-16 to like C-15 to C-7. Like we got whipped around the airport on these gates. So I was like, oh my God, this is so annoying. We were delayed two hours. So because we were delayed by that, if we had taken off, like after that, like right when that two hour hit, we would have had a slight chance of making our connection. Mm. Slight. Anyway, got boarded onto the airport on the airplane. And of course, the second that everybody was boarded, the captain comes out from the cockpit and he says, or pilot or whatever. And he says, 
Yeah, hi, sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I uh, hate to inform you, but we have missed our departure time by one minute and we will be grounded here for at least two hours. I'm thinking, oh my freaking God, like we just got delayed two hours. Now we're going to sit on the tarmac for another two. Like this is fucking ridiculous. Anyway, luckily it wasn't two hours. It was only like 40 minutes. So we got the next, the next 40 minutes there and then took off, got to Munich we missed our connection. That was already obvious. Yeah. So of course we're at like the back of the plane takes us forever to get off because everybody who was on the flight to Frankfurt by the looks of it got rerouted through Munich. So get to Munich and they're like, yeah, uh, if you've missed your connection, you're going to have to go to the customer service desk and wait in line and talk to somebody about getting a new flight for yourself. So I'd actually gotten an email from, um, from the airline and they had moved our flight from uh, it was 3:45 that day that we had missed to 3:45 the following day so full 24 hours later i was like you've got to be kidding me so i was like waiting in line by the way there was like hundreds of people in this line we waited for a total of 4 hours just to talk to somebody about getting our flight switched oh god so about halfway through, there was a guy from the airline who was walking around talking to people, seeing if they had any questions, if there was anything he could do kind of thing, right? So we pull him aside and I'm like, hey, listen, like we were supposed to be in Frankfurt to catch this flight. We got rerouted to Munich and now we've missed our connection. Like we just want to get on the absolute earliest flight back. Like I know that there's, there's going to be a flight in the morning and I see that they've put this to the afternoon. Is there no way that they can put us on the morning flight? I would think that's a very typical question to ask as a patient customer that's trying just to get home, right? And he had the audacity to be so condescending with me. And he said, well, obviously, if that was an option, we would have done it. And I said, well, it's not so obvious because I just asked, like, I think that's a pretty standard question. Anyway, I was like very annoyed. It was like two hours in. We had already like, keep in mind, we left at like six o'clock in the morning. It's already, I think it was like five or 6 p.m. at this time. We're still in Germany. Like it was a nightmare. Anyway, oh my so God. another two hours goes by. I'm like on the phone with my my family and I'm like, hey, like this is what's going on right now. Um, let's see if we can find like other routes. Like if they're not going to put us on the morning flight, we can't wait till the afternoon because we, my mom had booked us Jay's tickets for the, like the day that we got back pretty much or the day after, which would have been the day that we got back well, everything. Anyway. <laughs> so if we were on the afternoon flight, we would have missed that. And that was like over $400 worth of tickets. And I felt bad. Like my mom was going to just waste all of that. Right. Anyway. So we found that there was like a flight from Munich to Zurich that night and then it would have connected from Zurich to Toronto we were too late to get on it but they put us on that flight the following day so they gave us like hotel taxi food vouchers everything that we needed but it wasn't like I think it was like 9 30 by the time we got home by home I mean to the hotel so yeah. 9 30 by the time we got to the hotel on the way to said hotel keep in mind we're in Germany Audubon our taxi driver is driving 210 kilometers an hour on the highway oh my god this, this guy in the other lane cuts him off he has to slam on the brakes and swerve I'm thinking we're literally gonna die on the way getting home like we're not even gonna make it out of Germany this has been a shitty ass useless day <laughs> 
make it back to the the hotel. The hotel was actually quite nice. Um, so we slept, I don't know, maybe like five hours tops because uh, we had to be back at the airport for, I think it was like 5.30 or something like that. So get to the airport, get checked in, get all that stuff sorted out. All was good. And then our flight got delayed again. <laughs> I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like if, if I purposely put us through a different connection instead of taking a direct flight and now we're going to get delayed and then miss a connection, I'm going to feel so, so bad for this. No. Luckily it was only delayed like 30 minutes. We got to Zurich and we had to sprint through the airport if we wanted to make our flight. So of course, I didn't even think about this, that we had to go through customs, like the passport control. Right. He has an EU passport. He can go through like that, like so fast. As a Canadian, it takes me a little bit longer to get through. So yeah. not only did we get separated and we're like trying to get there as fast as we can, I'm like stuck in this line by myself. And I'm like, usually not stressing, but I was like, oh my God, like, what if I like don't get through? What if they give me a hard time? And he's not like, I don't even know. Right. And those thoughts start going through your head where you're like, my passport's not valid. It's not, they're going <laughs> to, they're going to get me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm like, okay. All right. Like have passport boarding pass. All that stuff's out. You're ready to go. It's all good and dandy. And then I get up there and he's like, so like, like why, why, why are you traveling? And I was like, well, like I live in Germany, but I'm going home for a visit to Canada. And he was like, well, where's your, where's your paperwork? And I'm thinking, why do I need my paperwork to go home? Like I'm leaving yeah. your country. Why do you need to see that? And he was like, well, just so you know, next time you're going to have to show us like your paperwork. I'm like, well, no, duh. I'm going to be coming back to the country next time. Like that makes more sense. Anyway, he was like, quote nice about it and was just like yeah don't worry about it this time like go ahead I had to like sprint through we managed to get there in time and then of course there was like some seating issues on the plane um someone was sitting in his seat and she didn't speak English so it was just like a huge hassle in that sense to start off but like once we were on the plane it was like great everything was good then once we got to Toronto I was thinking because I'd seen all these horror stories about like people waiting hours to get luggage and luggage getting lost and security going through was like tough in and out in 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. So fast, so fast. But then of course there was like that crazy tornado, like terrible weather thing that happened. So like we were <laughs> on our way, we went straight from the airport to the Jays game. We had to drive through that just to get tornado. to downtown Toronto. Anyway. That was me going home to Canada. It was the worst 36 hours of my life, I would think. I've never had that kind of travel experience in my entire existence. Oh my God. Yeah, it was it was tough. It was you tough. deserve to have one thing go right in that trip and that one thing only. <laughs> yeah. I was getting your bags once you were there. <laughs> oh yeah, I was like, thank God. Oh my <laughs> God. So yeah, I mean, on the way back, it was just as like, brutal in terms of like the travel because we had two connections and then we had to take a train so it was like 24 hours but like nothing was delayed everything was good didn't have any issues in that sense so that was Dude. refreshing <laughs> literally planes trains and automobiles that's mm -hmm. hilarious I feel like maybe you secretly love it given like you're spending the next few months just traveling exclusively across the world <laughs> after All that right. You're like, you know what, that'd be so great that I want to do it over and over and over and over again for the next half a year. Oh All right. Well, that being said, though, traveling within Europe is a little bit different than traveling overseas. Yeah, this is true. 
I hope anyway. I don't know. I heard Frankfurt's just as much of a shit show. So we're connecting through Frankfurt to get to Helsinki tomorrow. So okay. we'll see how that goes. Jesus. More stories to come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say though, like my parents had a hard time getting from Detroit to California, like a really brutal time getting there and back. And they're like, we're not traveling for another three months, three, four months. That's it. <laughs> we already had these plans in place, right? So like, that's pretty, pretty tough. But yeah, I mean, once we get to like the actual vacation point of things, like, I mean, it was great to be home, but I was like running around to see everybody. Like I still felt like I was busy. The jet lag was brutal. I was up at like 4 a.m. every morning almost. Like, it was annoying. And now that I'm back home, I'm sleeping until like 11 p or not p.m. 11 a.m. Like I don't yeah. like to sleep in, but it's I can't. Midnight. Yeah. Oh, anyway. <laughs> but Lauren had just as bad of a experience coming back from Sweden. So I don't know. Oh my gosh. Well, my money. Mine wasn't just as bad. Like once we got on the plane, it was fine. But getting on the plane was a lot. Um, I have a couple. I have a couple funny travel stories. The first one um, I can share is when I was at school. Still, um, we for any trip that was longer than five and a half hours, um, we were like super fortunate to have the athletic department have our own plane. Like, they had chartered planes that we got to use, which was, like, the nicest nicest experience ever. Like, you just get off the bus and walk on the tarmac into a private jet, which was amazing. Um, And most of the time, like, we were never on the road with the men's team ever because our schedules just didn't work out that way. But we both happened to be in Columbus playing Ohio State. During one of the worst Midwest snowstorms ever. Like, I remember walking because our rink was at Ohio State was right across the road from the hotel. And we used to walk all the time, but we decided as a team to drive, take the bus, the five minute walk because it was sleeting, freezing rain mixed with snow, like so bad. And we're playing the game and... I think it had just ended. And the first thing that we all started saying was, how are we supposed to fly out in this? And they had just decided that instead of taking two planes back, we were just going to go with the men's team, who of course got a plane big enough for two teams. But, you know, we were always in this little tiny one. And um, we're sitting on the tarmac after we had gone to the men's game to watch them finish up. And sitting on the tarmac, and we're sitting there, and we're sitting there. People in the back are playing cards. Like, I fell asleep for an hour, and we were still on the tarmac. And the captain comes on, and he goes, Hey, yeah, uh, nothing to worry about. Obviously, we're de-icing the plane. Um, Weather's pretty crummy, but the runway looks fine. I'll come and check back in with you in a little bit. Like, another half an hour passes by, 45 minutes. He comes back on, he goes... Yeah, um, so uh, the plane's not broke, broke. It's just broke. And I'm not kidding. Like, word for, word for word, this man who's operating an aircraft comes on and says, yeah, the plane's not broke, broke. It's just broke. So all of us are sitting what on the plane mean? like, what? <laughs> like, is, is broke, broke not flyable versus broke is <laughs> you can fly it? Well, not one wing. Yeah, yeah. Just we got one thing. It's okay. Yeah, he's like landing like, gear. You're in trouble the moment he said landing gear's not working. Nothing to worry about. Nothing, nothing to worry about. 
So he's like, yeah. All right, guys. So there's nothing to worry about, but. But, but the plane's broke, broke. Um, So, so he comes back on like another half an hour later and he's like, hey, we got the problem fixed. We're good to go. So we get in the air, rough flight, whatever, but we make it back. But that was like, that's one of the stories that always sticks with me because like, oh yeah, the plane's not broke, broke. It's just broke. And we were like, what the? Sure. Oh my God. Total faith. Awesome. Take me in the air now. Great. You're alive though. So that's nice. I am alive to tell a story. That's awesome. Good job, pilot. Oh Fly with God. a broken plane. And then uh, the other story was like more, more recently when I was coming back from Europe after our season ended, we got a, I was flying with another teammate of mine who was going stateside and we were both going through Chicago. Um, so we had our flights booked out of Stockholm at like seven in the morning and because we both had so much stuff, we couldn't just take the Metro to the airport, which is super easy in Stockholm. Like you hop on the subway, it takes you to and a, like a bullet train that gets you to the airport in like 20 minutes. Whereas driving takes like an hour. And if there's Stockholm traffic, it takes an hour and a half, two hours to get there. So we couldn't do that. And we're like, we're all packed up. Our equipment managers, hey, like, I'm going to pick you up in the morning. Just have all your stuff on the curb and be ready to go. We're both like, perfect, great. We have, like, done this so many times before. We know how to time manage. We packed the night before, got everything by the door. Um, and all of our stuff was out on the curb like 10 minutes before he was supposed to get there. Send him a quick text. Hey, ready when you are. Don't hear anything. But we figure like he had to go pick up the, we had like a little bus kind of thing, um, at the rink. He's like, oh, you're probably just picking it up, grabbing our hockey bags. No worries. And then like 15 minutes rolls by, still not there. Still haven't heard anything. We're kind of starting to get a little like... Oh, maybe he's a couple minutes late. And then two of our teammates walk out of the apartment. They're like, you guys are still here? We're like, yeah, haven't heard anything from Thomas. Uh, He must be at the rink, like, picking our bags up. We're not really sure. And then the girls go, "Um, he's kind of been known to sleep through alarms. You might want to check in on that. And they leave. They have to go to school. And we're sitting on the curb like, no, 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 no. We did not just do this and get ourselves all ready to have somebody miss their alarm. A full grown adult miss their alarm. If that's what he's known for, why is he being the person who's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, you know, the, the one who always sleeps to the alarm? Let's it's have him. so funny okay. though, because like on one hand, he is the like most reliable person, best equipment manager in the league, hands down would literally chop his arm off for you. Such a great guy. Just wouldn't wake up for his alarm for you, though. Just miss his alarms. Just miss his alarms from time to time. So, like, an hour after we were supposed to be out there, we get a text from him and says, you know, sure as shit, he missed his alarm. He's on his way in. But he lives 45 minutes away from the rink. So he had to get to the rink, grab our hockey stuff, and then come pick us up. So, like, by the time we're in our car, I think we had half an hour before our plane started boarding. So, we're telling him, like, hey, we're not going to make it. We need you to get on the phone with the travel agency that booked everything because 
this is not going to work and we need to get home. So he calls a travel agency while we're driving and he's like, yeah, I still might make it. And we're in the back going, no, we won't. Because no. <laughs> we each had like four bags, overweight bags, four overweight bags. And um, we end up getting rerouted onto a different flight going through Copenhagen, which was the same airport. So our second flight was still fine. We would just have like 20 minutes to get to our gate instead of two hours. So Tatum and I are sitting in the back of the van, like trying to map all this out. And we're like, you know what? If everything goes fine, we'll be good. We have time to get breakfast at the airport now. Whatever. Not a big deal. So we get on the plane and of course it's delayed like 30 minutes. So we're sitting there going, our window just closed significantly. So we end up getting in the air like 30 minutes late. Probably one of the most turbulent takeoffs I've ever had in my life. Like, you know, when your stomach feels like it falls out of your butt. That happened multiple times. And I'm like, all right, I'm going, <laughs> I'm going down. At least it's in Sweden. Fine. <laughs> And end up getting to Copenhagen, and this was like a packed flight. I was all the way in the back of the plane, so I'm texting Tatum, who was at the front, saying, like, just go, tell them that I'm on my way. <laughs> just leave me. Go without me. <laughs> and they end up announcing, like, hey, hey we yourself. actually have... Yeah, and then they go, we have <laughs> departure from both ends of the plane. So I was like, oh, someone's got my back today. Yeah. Run out of the plane, end up actually waiting for Tatum. We had probably 10 minutes to go from the domestic terminal term wow terminal to the um international terminal had to go through customs just like you so we're running through the airport and the only thing that saved us was while they, they were doing like a customs check before every passenger got on the plane so you had to fill out a form for the u.s government before you got on the plane and then they were randomly selecting people to like check their bags and whatnot. That was the only thing that saved us. We got there and I was like, there's, there's no way that this happened for us. And sure enough, we got, we got on the plane and got home. But traveling is just like, I have grown to expect things to go wrong. And then mm. when they do, I'm not surprised. And if they don't, I'm overjoyed that I had a great travel experience. <laughs> I think I've set myself up okay. My travels have always been like so flawless, especially like the flying. It's mm. always been like so great. So I was not expecting that going home. So that was like where the issue really was for me. So yeah. now I've learned when flying to not expect things to go so great because they <laughs> probably won't, especially now that travel's back and like staff or like the airports and the airlines are so understaffed right now too. So yeah. yeah. All that MJ. was is, you know, you found a way to to make up for 27 years of good luck with one bad travel experience. That's I hope that's the case. Like fingers <laughs> crossed that shit goes great for like the rest of the summer because, oh my God. All your travel adversity was saved up for one main event. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. nice. <laughs> oh, there you go. Boy, oh boy. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Yeah, like, I mean... I don't know that I have like one extreme story like any of that, but I would say like in junior, we flew out to Calgary with Windsor. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember like my teammates were like coached on how to do the 
flight attendant stuff at the beginning. So it was like actually a couple of my teammates that were like, and you put on the mask and the exit. And I remember like having video of that. And I just remember like when we traveled on coach bus or anything like that, like just relatively obnoxious, right? It's like you get into oh, those yeah. places with your teammates and it's like, you're like singing songs at the airport, like as loud as you can. It's just like, who, who were we? But I think you're just so excited to be with your teammates. I remember when we were going through the States once on a, a coach bus and we were going through like the toll roads that we were like, stupidly, we did like a, a, I guess the term that we used then, I don't know if it's acceptable or not anymore, but the Chinese fire drill. Yeah. Oh yeah. We did that we too. Went around, but like we did that with our coach bus at the toll booths. <laughs> why why I don't know how we weren't arrested we probably would have been if we weren't 12 years old <laughs> oh stupid God. stuff like that right so that's what I think about when I think about traveling with the team and and just being ridiculous and irrational in a lot of ways but the one travel story I had actually was as a coach I was going out to Kimberly BC to like help coach at a showcase and had no idea even like when I got on the first flight that there were going to be two flights. Cause I don't know why I didn't know this, but I flew into Vancouver and then there was like from Vancouver, I had to take a plane. They called it a plane. It a looked little more puddle like jumper, a, basically like in Jetta with wings. <laughs> so I get out and I have to like walk the tarmac. And I, so they were like, yeah, there's just a quick connector flight. Cause like Kimberly's up in the mountains and it's like hard. I was like, okay, great. Yep. So I like expect to get on an actual plane. And then when I'm walking out, I see this thing and I'm like, what the literal app? Like I have to get on because I have no problem with flying, but like, I just didn't trust the way it looked necessarily. <laughs> so I get on this thing. I'm not kidding. There's like single row of seats, maybe five seats. And then on the other side, single row of seats, maybe five seats. And I am in the seat right next to the door. There's like, there's no wall separating me from the cockpit. So like I get in, I'm sitting there and I'm like staring at the pilots and all of the buttons that they have to push. I'm like, what is going on? It was literally, it was just a really crazy experience. It was the loudest, most turbulent plane ride I've ever been on in my life. And I was like, thank God I'm not fearful of flying because it was terrifying. I felt like I was riding like a remote controlled drone that was like low on batteries. It's like, <laughs> we don't know, but we hope. <laughs> Thankfully we got there. Everything was okay. But yeah, it was just a crazy experience. Oh my, oh my God. God. Yeah. Yeah. Remote control. Oh my God. Running out of batteries. That's terrifying. That's was terrifying. there even a flight attendant on it? There was. Did they even did there they explain was? the emergency procedures to you? There Yes. So there's the one door. You can't miss it. Literally. There's the parachutes because that's what you're going to need. Her seat was across from the door. So like, she was like, basically like just to the right of me because I was just behind the door and there's nothing blocking the door. It's just like the door comes down, you jump in and then it closes. So I'm like, yeah, just the whole thing. I thought it was funny. I was like, imagine being the flight attendant on this. Like you're not serving snacks. Like you're literally just sitting, sitting there hoping there. to survive like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, it was like, God, it was like a fear factor moment. Like it was like, that's what someone would have to do on fear factor. Get on oh this plane. Yeah, anyways. Well, well, yeah, you're alive. Yeah, yeah. That's what matters most. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I mean, I don't have any like plane stories from school. I mean, we went to Calgary once, but everything was like pretty decent there. But we bust everywhere on the East Coast, right? So I'll never forget. We were just leaving the rink. Everybody had all their shit packed up underneath the bus. Everybody was on. Everything was good. Get on the highway. Bus starts strolling along. And this one girl on our team screams so loud. And she's like, the door is open. <laughs> what if this, like the, the underdoors for the bus came open on the highway and all of our shit was like falling <laughs> out of the bus on the highway. Oh my God. I couldn't believe it. I was just like in awe. Everybody all at once like jumps up from their seats and rushes to the left side of the bus to see like what's going on. Bus driver pulls over. And so like he put like, pylons out behind or whatever to like let people that are driving know like you need to get over kind of thing right because all of our shit's all over the fucking highway like (laughs) our water bottles our socks like everything and apparently this apparently there was like a a female driver who wasn't paying attention or texting and driving I don't know what was going on she smoked one of the boxes that fell out (laughs) her so she ends up pulling over on the side of the road and her car like won't turn on at this point like I don't know what happened but it turns out that she was our assistant coach's niece of all things oh my god anyway so we got all of our shit back in the bus and whatnot got to the game all of our socks either had like tire marks on them (laughs) or they had like holes ripped in them oh my god so we looked like a bunch of panties out there in my opinion um luckily it wasn't like our jerseys or anything that like we put all of our jerseys in our own bags when we when we go but oh my god it was absolutely brutal they had to go and get us all new water bottles i mean maybe that was a good thing but (laughs) oh what a time and then it's like i don't know if that was like maybe the beginning of twitter for me like i don't know when twitter started but that was like hashtag bus explosion 2016 or something like that like that was like the motto for the rest of the year like it was absolutely ridiculous oh my god could you imagine driving on the highway and just getting smoked by a 50 pound hockey bag (laughs) no oh that reminds me of uh you remember when we were at peak and there would be like the bus that would transport people and for a while they had that like open trailer yeah and people would toss their hockey bags like into this just like open trailer Mm -hmm. folder and there were a couple occasions where like people's bags would fall out on the way to the rink remember someone's bag fell out and it got ran over like oh yeah pads were shattered and yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) oh my god yeah and then there was uh i remember we went on uh i don't know if you were with us on that trip but with peak we went on like a college tour. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Kim was there and we went to like Clarkson, um, St. Lawrence and a couple other places, I think. And we got, we had gotten a new bus driver and I remember him like not speaking a whole lot of English and he also wasn't too solid behind the wheel. And at one, one place we're trying to get into like the parking lot of this college university, which like none of them are designed for big buses to be entering into especially on the east coast like it's over and they're like too narrow and he was driving in and there was a sign that was just dragging along the side (laughs) of the bus 
making the worst noise. And we're all sitting in the back like, does anyone, does he hear this? We get out and like all of the lettering on the side of our bus had been taken off. It was so bad. Oh, God. God bless like the bus drivers, though. I mean, like they have some pretty tough jobs when it comes to like maneuvering through those spaces like I remember I think it was whenever we would play at Santa Fex like they had like this tiny and I mean it was like an alleyway like I don't know how he got in and out of that but mm-hmm. watching them like turn around it's like they inch forward inch back and then it's just like you're sitting there for like 20 minutes just watching this bus like slowly start to turn I was like oh my god like I would hate to have that job but yeah man they gotta be at least somewhat decent drivers anyway yeah I think going um going back into our arena control at um Laban and Cole you had to go down like a pretty decent hill and we never went into the back of the rink like fully normally the bus would just like go halfway down the hill park and then we'd walk in through the back because it we weren't like fully into the middle of the building where we needed to go but there was a really bad, typical Madison snowstorm. And the ramp had been covered with snow and ice. So this bus driver had to go all the way down the hill. And for whatever reason, I think because the snowstorm was that bad, they had offered for people that were living off campus, so not in the dorms, um, they would drop you off right near your apartment which was great and also super unnecessary now that I look at it because it was like a 10 minute walk maybe and we're trying to get back up this hill and the bus like it's sliding back down (laughs) he literally like backed himself all the way up to the edge of the coal center in the driveway and sped up to try and get up this hill and we just slid back down Oh my god. And we're saying to the guy, like, hey, it's okay, we'll get out, we'll walk, please don't worry, like, you might have to leave the bus here overnight. (laughs) And he's like, no, 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 I got this. And he was an older guy, and he was really determined. And on, like, the third or fourth try, he tried to go up. We slid back on an angle, and the mirror of the bus hit the cement wall, glass just went, exploded, the loudest noise I've ever (laughs) heard. Oh my and, god. Yeah. That is nuts. Crazy. You talk about bus trips, it's making me think we had a couple close calls here and there. But um did any of you guys ever leave without someone? Oh. That's a good question. I can't recall if we did. I think we must have at some point, especially in university. Oh my god. Like the girls were all over the place. Like talk about like when you get into a group of like people and then the shenanigans starts and then like things just get out of hand. Like that was probably us as a team. Doesn't matter if we're on the bus. Doesn't matter if we were visiting somewhere. Doesn't matter if we're at school. Like that's literally just how it was all the time. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think I was ever. I was never left. Where we, where we, no, I don't think I was ever on a team where we left somebody, but. Did you, MJ, have you left somebody somewhere? Nope. Nope. Couple close calls, but nope. We were always had like head count. Yeah. I was a junior. We had like an assigned number. Yeah. Full call. Someone always messed it up or wasn't paying attention. (laughs) Oh, that one person that's not paying attention. They're just like scrolling their phone. Yeah. Everybody screams their name at the same time. What? Huh? (laughs) 
Oh, five. Yeah. That's yeah, me. that's me. <laughs> Ours was always like, do you have your roommate? Where's your roommate? <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good, actually. How about like individual driving? I know we have like a few minutes before we got a jet here, but like I'm mm. thinking when I was in junior, I remember me and one of my teammates, we carpooled from Brantford all the time together. So she would drive one day and then I would drive like the next practice or whatever. And in, in to go to Stony Creek, you had to take like the 403 to the QEW. And I was like new at driving at this point, right? Like, especially on the highways. Mm. So I didn't like hundred percent, like she was like my shotgun, like here, this is like where we have to go kind of thing. And I don't know if we were like just talking, I can't really recall, but I do specifically remember that like, I like was just about to drive past our cutoff to the QEW and like head towards Toronto. So I like last minute swore, like hit the brakes and swerved to get over. And I had to like that come worked. to a complete, yeah. I had to come to a complete stop between like the cutoffs and wait and like see if I had time and space to get over to go to the QEW. But oh granted, I was that person in that moment. I'm not usually that person. I'm pretty like decent driver, self-acclaimed. So maybe I'm wrong here, but, <laughs> <laughs> but that was like the one individual experience I remember like driving where I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. Oh, um, this, the first year that we played in the, the PWHPA, and this will be a quick one. Um, I lived with Megan Myers, the girl that we just had mm. on and we had to get down to Princeton because we were playing the Princeton women's hockey team in like a preseason exhibition or not preseason. It was like after Christmas break. So they were still on break, but they were all on campus. And of course the PWHPA, they're like not organized teams. So we didn't have a team bus. The bus that we did have, which was one of those like big vans, the guy didn't want to drive to come and pick us up so we were like fine we'll drive and Megan is the kind of girl who's like no no no, I'll drive I got it even though like she had no snow tires the the tread on her tires was quite low one of our roommates offered to drive her SUV and she's like no 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 I got it oh no and a Toyota Corolla and there's like <sighs> how many of us uh, five of us with Milo, my, the like 80 pound dog. Cause we wanted to bring him cause we were all going driving in a Toyota Corolla on some of the worst highways in, um, the East coast. Like what's the, I always forget the name of it, but it's in New Jersey and New York where they have basically a boulevard of like trees and stuff in between the two sides of the highway and it is just known for being packed with traffic with people trying to get from like mid-state to upstate and all that kind of crap and, like windy bendy roads in the middle of a snowstorm in a toyota corolla with shit tires <laughs> what possessed her to say no i got it that's just who she is she's always the person who's like no no, no i got it because she doesn't want to make anybody else drive <laughs> oh that sounds like a god awful yeah. trip. Oh, it was, it was nerve wracking. <laughs> we made it to the least. game like twenty minutes before we were supposed to step on the ice. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Well, hopefully, with this new league that they're putting together in January, they'll have team bus to drive people places. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Here's so hoping. Cross the fingers. Mm -hmm. Any last uh, stories from you, MJ, before we uh, come to a close and also say our final goodbyes as host MJ leaves the podcast? 
Oh boy. Nope. I don't think so. It's been a ride. Mm -hmm. it sure has. Unintended, Lauren, or? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> unintended. Lots of turbulence. <laughs> no turbulence. No turbulence at all. No wild smooth ride. ride. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Like I said, I'll be following along and uh, maybe make a couple of guest spots here or there if you want to talk to the coach. Yeah. yeah, absolutely we do. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, hopefully everybody enjoyed a more fun and laid back episode. Um, MJ, of course, we're going to miss you, um, but we'll have you on again in the future. And for all the listeners, please go ahead. Um, rate share the podcast it helps it grow 